0: hi my name is jay i am a 27 year old latino trans man i identify as queer i use he him pronouns and uh as far as sex goes i'm into everything in between vanilla and like knife play kinky stuff and as far as profession goes i'm a handyman so i do a little bit of everything I do uh, renovating of homes, uh, anything that is within a home, I do. I'm a licensed plumber, carpenter, and electrician, so everything pretty much. I grew up in Northern Virginia, in Arlington, to be more specific, very close to D.C. We pretty much are D.C. And uh, religious background, extremely Catholic growing up. That was the cause of the hatred for my identity as queer for the longest time until I sort of grew out of it. I also grew up in a Bolivian household. We never talked about sex. It was very like, ah, we don't do that. That's just to create other lives. And that's, that's sad.
1: Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we practice sharing details about sex, what we want, all that in an effort to lead better laid lives and my guest i'm so excited you already heard him introduce himself to you welcome jay
0: thanks i'm really excited to be here
1: i'm so excited to have you be here uh there are so many things that i want to ask questions about but let's start with our usual when do you first remember hearing about sex
0: so the first first time i remember hearing about sex was when i was either four or five years old and so I was actually born in Bolivia. So I grew up the first, like, eight years of my life in Bolivia. Whoa,
1: where in Bolivia? And
0: in La pa- uh, Cochabamba, Bolivia. Okay. So it's, like, the central part. Um, and so I grew up in a neighborhood with boys, like, only. There was no girls. And I should, uh, like, I'm a trans guy. So I was born female. I identified as male, not, a, like, not till my late teens. But um, it was really... It was really complicated for me, uh, like the whole sex thing, because I heard about sex when I was four or five, when we were watching a movie with a cousin of mine that was babysitting Mm -hmm. me and my Mm -hmm. two friends. Really, he was just there watching movies and letting us make sure we didn't kill each other. Totally. Um, But I was very tomboyish. And for the longest time, my family and myself, I thought that the only reason I was tomboyish was because I grew up with just boys in the neighborhood there was no girls to play with um i I was never into the whole barbies dolls like everything was very masculine for me and thankfully even though my parents were extremely religious were very open-minded about the way i presented myself to everyone now things got a little tricky because my father in bolivia is a very well-known person Mm. He had his own tv show for a very very long time And actually, one of the reasons why we ended up moving to America was because of the way I identified and I presented myself to the public. Oh, wow. We started getting death threats. (gasps) People started showing up at my house. Earlier, when I said Bolivia is very ignorant and taboo, like everything's taboo about sex, that includes the queer community as well. Like, gay people still get stoned to death.
1: Oh, my God. Um,
0: Not by the government, but by people. Like, it's a very common thing. And police sort of overlook it, sort of like sex workers get overlooked when they go missing or like get killed here it's very much similar to that in Bolivia when it comes to the queer community oh geez so when you know like someone who's very well known in Bolivia has their kid who's supposed to be a girl dressed as a boy running around on the studio while the show's going on and like Mm. let it happen people started questioning like why are you like you're creating an abomination like why are you letting your daughter do that this and this and that and my father had always Believe that you should be able to show yourself as who you are, yeah. No matter what it is, like he was known for wearing pink back, like when like that wasn't like known for men, and yeah. like, His fashion sense has always been a little more feminine, but he's a straight man. So because of all that, um, we ended up moving here. We ended up getting like refugee status here because, as you know, immigration, like it's very hard yeah. to find that here, yeah. Um, but we were very thankful for that because, like, little did they know, my parents that had we stayed i probably wouldn't be here now yeah there's no way i would have been able to go through my transition the way i did here no
1: how old were you when you moved
0: eight okay and that's a whole another traumatizing thing for me because my parents told me we're going to disneyland and then we're going to come back home and then we didn't oh my god and i had to learn a whole new language make whole new friends i didn't get to see my family for almost 16 years oh uh, my it was god amazing. It, it was very hard for me, like, moving here and whatnot. But until I reached, like, high school, then I realized, okay, like, wow, like, I can actually probably be able to live out my life as Jay yeah. and not as Genesis. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when I had heard about sex when I was watching this movie, I can't even remember what movie it was because it was so long ago. I remember seeing sex and being so confused because... Like, I knew that there was boys and girls, but I didn't really ever know what the difference was. Yeah. Genitals to me didn't mean anything. And then I had heard so many people talking about puberty, this thing called puberty. Like, you really turn into who you're going to be later on in life after Mm. puberty. So I thought, okay, that's when I grow a penis. Like, that's when it's going to happen. Oh, my God. I really honestly, like, like... I mean, it sounds dumb now. No, like picotted, it makes but like,
1: perfect sense. It's a kid brain because kids right, are kids. so open minded and clear in that way.
0: Exactly. And because I never had anyone talk to me about, you know, like the actual difference of boys, girls, like mm-hmm. we were always just separated by the way we dressed, mm-hmm. which my parents let me dress as a boy. So like, and I have so many like little early memories of being like, that's a clear sign that I was trans. And like, That I didn't get, like, the whole boy-girl thing. And, like, here, when we were in third or fourth grade, I think it is, you know, when they separate boys and girls. And then they really tell you what puberty is. I had a mental breakdown in school. (sighs) When they put me with the girls and I finally realized, oh, puberty is only going to make me bleed out of my vagina. And then... Like, I'm stuck with this. Like, I, like, started crying in class. I had to be escorted out. My mom had to come pick me up. And at this point, um, it was really hard starting all over for my family here. As far as work. Like, going from my parents being extremely famous in Bolivia to coming here to be, like, janitors. It was a giant shock, you know? I went from living in a very nice home in Bolivia, having maids was, like, a very regular thing, to my mom being the maid yeah like it was totally just weird and like so my mom turned to religion as a form of an escape Mm -hmm. and became extremely religious like to the point where my brother and i weren't able to listen to music unless it was like religious about god what no we we weren't allowed to watch tv unless it was like the christian shows or like bible school like shows pre-recorded she didn't get cable specifically because of that, and like, it it was like, yeah, it it became this thing, um, where my mom became part of the Salvation Army, and as okay. we know, they're very, just I'll leave it as they're very strict about everything.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and it Can... is basically like a cult almost. Yeah. Because How... there's different tiers and whatnot that you when you join, you have to go through this whole initiation almost basically where you go through like training school um and like i don't know much details because it was like the adults that did it but i remember my mom took school for a very long time to be able to get her uniform and then different badges and like that's where like bible camp got introduced where like we would go down to this place called camp Happyland. i shit you're not um yeah and I- i'm not even kidding yeah oh my um, god and so kids throughout the whole, entire summer we were separated girls and boys Never, never makes because that's not the God's work. Right. That's not God's work. Like, and
1: this is when you were in America, right?
0: Yes, yes. And this was here.
1: what group were you put with then? With girls. Okay.
0: Holy like, fuck. For, after that, for, with just girls. And it's funny because out of, like, the group that I had, which was, it was six girls, all of us ended up being queer. All of us. Wow. And I still am in touch with them. We still talk three of us are actually trans guys and the other three are non-binary identifying people. (sighs) So it's just funny that like our parents put us in these camps to sort of like make us not go that route. And like, it's just ridiculous. But like the camp was horrible, like Mm. horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, I remember when we got to middle school, it was like seventh or eighth grade, or it was like the summer between seventh and eighth grade. Mm -hmm where Bible camp really, really started, like, basically nailing it into our heads that, like, homosexuality is, like, a sin. Like, you can't do that. Anal sex is a sin. Yeah. Um, like, that, like, it, and it was just, like, I, I mean, because I only grew up knowing all of this, like, I really, like, was, like, damn, like, the feelings that I have towards girls, like, I can't, like, and I was made to believe that, like, it was a disease that I had and that I could Ugh. get rid of it, so... From being really tomboy and whatnot high school started and i tried to be so girly and like it was like the most uncomfortable uncomfortable like phase of my life
1: can you share some specifics of that discomfort like if you remember like emotionally any of those
0: feelings oh yeah oh my god like so swimming was always one of my biggest passions Mm -hmm. since i was very very young Mm -hmm. i stopped the sport in ninth grade because i couldn't wear a female swimsuit and not want to like literally crawl out of my skin
2: Uh.
0: five out of seven days out of the week i would wake up and rather be dead than like in the body that i was at wow it was i couldn't do anything because in my mind i wanted to stay as athletic and like i wanted to have dates with girls and like i wanted to do everything like as a guy and that like has a whole nother thing like another layer on top of that, because back when I started transitioning, when you went onto YouTube and searched F to M, female to male mm-hmm. transition, there was three users who had videos up every couple of months, maybe once a month.
1: Wow. How you old were you? No.
0: Know I was fifteen. Okay. The first time I bumped into a video of a trans guy. Wow. And it wasn't on YouTube, it was on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And literally, like, mind explosion. Like, I could not believe that there was somebody else in this world that felt like I did. Because there was nothing online that showed, like, anything. Like, I couldn't find anything online. I searched, like, why do I feel like a boy even though I'm a girl? There was nothing
2: online.
0: Whoa. Oh my God. No information on anything. Like, I couldn't really find anything. And I had to do it secretly. Like, I would sneak downstairs to our computer at like 3 a.m. when I knew my parents were like, out and weren't getting back up for water or to go to the bathroom or anything yeah and i would like do research and like when i would hear my parents i would like shut everything off and run to the kitchen and pretend i was getting water or
2: something wow
0: and so I, like it was really hard and when i finally found someone that like was trans i was like ah, like he's medically transitioning and like what like and at this point my parents had almost gone through a divorce because my dad was not okay with how religious my mom was wow like it was really taking up her entire life and so she started to like go a little and uh realized that religion was also driving my brother and i away from her mm-hmm. and like because you get to the point where we, when we were like old enough to make decisions for ourselves like throughout the house whether we wanted to go to church or not nobody would go to church with her yeah. nobody would go to the events because she literally went to church mondays tuesdays wednesdays fridays and Sundays. Because every night was like a different thing. Like Mondays, I remember was like women's Bible study. Tuesday was a knitting group, but they read the Bible while they knit. And then Wednesdays was for families, and then th- uh, Fridays was like a dinner that the church had together. But like that is a lot. Right, right. No, it was really over. And like on top of that, my mom was working two jobs. How she wow. did it, I have no idea. But she finally let go of things and start stopped going to that congregation to that church and started going to a different church at this point i don't remember what religion or what like sect of christianity it was because yeah i no longer participated in any of that and as a matter of fact i identified as agnostic okay. and then as an atheist mm-hmm. for the longest time mm-hmm. um now i don't identify as anything when it comes to okay. religion i it's not my thing at all but um During all that, my mom started to, like, go little, and I finally remember, because I was, I'm extremely close with my mom. I'm a huge Mm mama boy, like, I, she's my best friend, and I remember feeling like I was constantly lying to her by not telling her Mm. that I like women, that I was into girls, so I had finally come out to her in high school when I was 15 or 16, and this was, right after like one of the worst moments of like my life but the best at the same time really mind-fucking but in the hispanic culture yeah. uh yeah. when girls turn yeah. 15 they have their mm-hmm. um so it's like the becoming of a yeah. woman like ritual pretty much that hispanic culture goes through my mom grew up in a very poor um household and so with nine siblings so she didn't get a chance to have a king's right. And I knew, yeah. And ever since I could remember having a memory, my mom would bring up, "I can't wait till you're 15 so I can give you the say I never oh, had." Wow. Oh my so, god. So <laughs> I wasn't about to be like, "Hey, mom, I don't want to go through." Yeah. So I sucked it up and I told my mom, "You know what? Like, I just want you to do this. These are the colors I want. These are the people that I want in it." you take care of the rest of the way you would have wanted it and how did uh, that
1: feel sorry. how did that feel to
0: you it was hard yeah. cuz it was like a big slap to my face of like hey you're stuck in this body you're stuck as a girl for the rest yeah. of your life and i mean like i still like i haven't talked about this since like therapy yeah. of, like 6 yeah. years ago but i remember in between the dresses like the formal big poofy dress and like the party dress Going to the bathroom and like locking myself in there and crying. Oh my God, I was like, damn! Like this yeah. is it? like I'm stuck as this, and that's when I had gotten extremely suicidal. Oh. And it was—I mean, it was hard. It was really, really hard. Yeah. But like, I cried and I came out of the bathroom. And everyone was like, "Oh my God, why are you crying?" And I—I I claimed that oh, it's just because I'm so happy, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And I had God. to go back to smiles and partying. And I mean, it was probably one of the most legit parties i've ever yeah like it ended with a giant cake fight that my mom started like at this (sighs) venue that that was a whole nother thing but it was a really really awesome party like and it was with all my best friends all the people that i cared about but like nobody knew that on the inside like really really on the inside i was literally yeah because i didn't want to be like all like because it was full-on makeup it was like the poofy poofy dress yeah. like high heel. it was it, it was everything i didn't want like everything i i i, I ran away from always yeah. so um that that uncomfortableness like only got worse and worse because i had also started my period very early on oh, in my childhood yeah, I was in fourth grade. Oh, so man. That was for. And this was, like, two or three weeks after we had watched the stupid videos of, like, puberty and shit. So I was, like, fuck my Ugh. life. Like, seriously, fuck my life. This is, like, I don't know what I did in a previous life to deserve this. But, like, I clearly mm. fucked up. Um, and it just, I mean, the way I dressed, I hated because it wasn't, like, it didn't fit my yeah. body the way I wanted it to. I also had extreme extremely large breath by the time i was in 10th grade Ugh. um so like i was double d 32 double d wow um and that in 10th grade was That's not, insane like it, right so it was just like every day was hard only because i was in a female's body and i couldn't do anything or like i couldn't have anyone view me the way i viewed myself on my oh my god and um I mean, like, as much as that was really hard, it also, it made me who I am today. So I'm not, like, now that I look back on it, as hard as it was, I'm glad I went through Mm -hmm. it. Because it has made me really appreciate women in general. And I saw the difference of how people treated me, like, in public places, as a female-identifying person versus male. When I started to pass entirely, and, like, my voice passed, and, like, everything passed. Mm -hmm. When I walked into stores, like, immediately people wanted to help and were extremely nice. Wow. But as a girl that was young, that happened. Really? Definitely. For work, work was the biggest thing. So it's a store that sells a little bit of everything. They have, like, bedding stuff and kitchen stuff and, like, everything in between. Mm-hmm. I had started working there in high school, and per hour, they started me at it was like 8, 70 an hour <laughs> as a girl. Forward two years from there, where I had already started testosterone, I had stopped working at the store and I went back. I didn't have any other previous like experience, nothing. They immediately started me at 13 an hour two years later. And so I brought it up and all my manager, the one that hired me, said was, oh, it's just because you're older now. Uh, this was like maybe half a year from then I was looking for a second part-time job Mm -hmm. and I got hired at a grocery store that we all love. Um, But again, I won't say the name. Mm -hmm. It's a really hippie, awesome little um, grocery store. And I had started working there and they started me off at $13.50 an hour because I was making like a little less than that over at the other store. Mm -hmm. My cousin, female, who also works, was working with me at that other store, who was making more than me at that store because she had been working there for a consecutive three years,
1: mm-hmm.
0: applied to this other grocery store, and they started her there, and they started her with $2 less than I did. Whoa. What? She's the same age as me, same experience, same work experience. The only difference between us was that she identified as female, and all her paperwork was female, and mine was male.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And that really and this was before like social media was huge the way it is now before like you see all this stuff like posting like a lot of hardcore feminists how they post like that's when i started realizing little things like that that like also like whenever we went out to like for example the movies i remember this one time with a bunch of friends there was a group of like kids like younger kids behind us that kept like kicking our seats and whatnot and i remember one of my friends Veronica she had gone out to the like the box and like complained about it and they were like oh yeah we'll do something nobody came but then when my other friend who's male went out there they came immediately like they came back with him holy shit There's little things like that that like people don't notice but like males have such an advantage to almost everything and yeah. like people like play it as a joke like it's not that's here no it is fucking serious like, yeah it happens everywhere yeah and it's very like it, it's I think it's like we're not aware of it all the time but like even like in the hispanic household culture
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's very much like that too back before I had transitioned and all that my mom expected so much more out of me than she did out of my brother and like really yeah oh yeah like for example, by the time I was eight I already knew how to cook clean like, do anything and everything that had to be taken care of in a household while my brother reached the age of like nine and he still didn't know how to cook didn't know yeah. how to do any of that he then later like learned how to cook and do all that but because he wanted to because yeah. that was a hobby of his he loved he's now a chef so yeah oh um, yum yeah wow. but i just I like wow it, it, it's, yeah no that that's always been one of the things that like has always bothered me about the world in general that like everything's extremely sexist Yep, and that shaped me to be the way I am now Mm -hmm. so yeah
1: um holy cow do you want to talk about any of the details of your transition or do you want to dive into like sexual details
0: yeah I yeah if you'd like I do better when you ask me questions and as far as my transition goes or the transition part of my life goes I'm extremely open about everything Mm -hmm. um I will tell you now nothing offends me okay um if there's any terminology that you use or in general that anyone uses, I correct them, but I never get offended. That's amazing. So any any questions you have, please ask me. I'm more than happy to answer anything and anything that I may not be comfortable with, I'll, I'll let you know. Perfect. But um, yeah, I don't know if you have any specific questions about my transition or you no. Know.
1: I think the question that I get from listeners most often about trans people is like well what about what are their body parts actually like and like how would i have sex with them and how how would i talk i'm talking to a trans person and i don't have any experience and i don't want to offend them but i don't know what questions to ask those are the things i hear most often
0: so for listeners in general like keep in mind that trans people are also all different yes so what may work for me like the whole not being offended over terminology or whatever is not the case for everyone. Um, I'm so glad you it, said that. And it, it That's a big thing because a lot of people think, for example, clearly I call my genitalia vagina pussy
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm comfortable with it because to me that's what it is. I know a lot of trans guys and I already know like a few that listen to the show that are going to like uh, freak out at the fact that I said that. But to me... I'm comfortable with it. Some trans guys like for their clitoris to be called their penis, their dick, Mm -hmm. their T-dick sometimes. Um, What does the T stand for? So testosterone. Okay. So um, because we inject testosterone and that's how um, we end up getting a lot of these male features. Mm -hmm. Now, genitalia wise, if a trans guy is... On hormones which not all are i know a few trans guy friends who have just had the top surgery and
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which is removal of the uh, boobs mm-hmm. um and they stopped at that they didn't want to start the hormones some can't start hormones because of medical reasons okay um and so there's a lot that goes into that but there's a lot of trans men that aren't on testosterone so they don't have the growth to the clitoris mm-hmm. um but if a, if you're talking to someone who's a trans guy who is on hormones, you can't expect for them to have a very big, not not very big, but compared to the female clitoris, it's much bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, some trans guys are totally fine with front penetration, so vaginal penetration. Mm-hmm. Some will not want that at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Me personally, I like penetration. Mm-hmm. Um, not anal sex. Okay, it, I've tried it, but it was not for me. It was too painful. Yeah. And I don't think I, I don't, I don't have an interest to try it again. Okay. But um, it, I, I, I do enjoy front like vaginal sex. Um, but it, it depends on who I'm mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Um, my current partner is female and cisgendered mm-hmm. um, and identifies as queer. Mm -hmm. Although very questioning in it. She's only had uh, experience with another female once. Okay. She enjoyed it and she wants to experience more. It's just she we haven't found someone that she's interested in. That's the only thing. Mm -hmm. But so with her, I really like it when she uses toys on me because I'm so Mm. comfortable with her. The more comfortable I am with you, the more I'm willing to do with you.
1: That makes total sense. And I think that's a great general rule for listeners to just. Yeah
0: what helps me in general like before i was with my current partner when i was like single and sort of just like didn't want to be committed to anything i found that i could have one night stands and hookups like random hookups through either grinder or okcupid or tinder
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i was fine being like dom so a dom and top mm-hmm. when it came to guys so i topped with toys and whatnot but i never was able to get like myself like i never wanted the penetration done mm. with one night stands that makes sense but then i found that if the person and i hooked up like if we had a good chemistry and then we started talking i found that sex team is the easiest way to get into talking yes. to about sex oh with i'm so other glad people. you
1: brought this up because this has been so on my mind will you share some of your experiences like Definitely. Like what you love about sexting or what doesn't so, work
0: or. So I when it comes to sexting, I really, I like the fact that you can, it's sort of like role playing their words mm-hmm. and the way people react sort of, it shows you like what they like. It mm-hmm. opens like, like the door to their world of what they like and whatnot. So I like. Going back and forth between, like, oh, okay, like now I'm doing this to you or whatever, or like then, like, this. So, for I'm so sorry, it's okay. let me go, yeah, let yeah. me go take care of that real quick. Okay, okay. So, with a previous partner that I had, um, for whatever reason, whenever she was in school in class, she would get horny and <laughs> asking, like, I wish we were at home right now. <laughs> it, it was only when she was in, like, in school that she would, like, get this way and want to sext and so she would always like you know with the macbooks if you have mm-hmm. an iphone you can do that iMessage. Mm-hmm. so oh i know sure <laughs> <laughs> so um and when she was in school i was usually like at home like in the mornings i never worked i only worked at night so mm-hmm. like i was always free to just sext so we would go back and forth with what we would do to each other and it like it had all started the comfortableness with the sexting because i had had Whenever I'm like hooking up with a specific person
2: mm-hmm.
0: over and over and over and we may or may not be exclusive, but if it's with one person more than once, I tend to have a lot of wet dreams. Like mm-hmm. I have a lot of sex dreams yeah. with them and like with <gasps> fantasies of what I would want to do and whatnot. And it's always been like that since I was very young. Oh, my and, gosh.
1: Are Do you orgasm in the dreams? I'm always so curious yes. about this because I orgasm yes. in a dream once. Do you think you're orgasming in real life? I have no idea. And I'm so curious about
0: this. You know i think in my case yes only because so ever since i was i started masturbating when i was like 12 okay uh yeah 12 it was like around like sixth grade i think um how did you start because of a boyfriend that i had at the time okay so my parents didn't let me date but like i had a cell phone so the fuck like i texted it of (laughs) course like i was gonna keep it secret and um so i was dating this one guy who (laughs) was he was an eighth grader i was sixth grader Mm -hmm. and is interesting because that relationship we kept a secret because now like years later Mm -hmm. he's gay okay yep and so it like it really worked out because so we were hanging out with a bunch of friends and we didn't have a sleepover, but like we hung out till very, very late. And I remember my mom couldn't pick me up till about like one or two in the morning. And so my mom's friend was fine with me staying there. And mm-hmm. there was two other people there. The two other people there that when we all had hung out were a couple. So mm-hmm. they sort of went off and did their thing. And yeah. then me and this one guy, we'll call him Dave. Um were sort of left alone and we were like wrestling and then that turned into like a lot more than wrestling. Mm-hmm. And we ended up making out, but then we didn't want people to know that that was a thing, and also we had kept it a secret. Yeah. But he had texted me one like late night once, and he was like, "Hey, do you remember that one time like we made out?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do." And he like basically told me like I think about it all the time. Like, we should try it again. Mm-hmm. And that went from, oh, well, what else would you want to try? Because I was always very, like, I'm going to go all out. Like, if they reply with awkwardness, then I'm just literally never going to talk to them again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But so (laughs) then he replied, I would be down, but like, what? Mm. And that turned into, so at this point, i had watched a lot of porn
1: okay that was my question like how did you yeah. know what to say because i didn't watch enough porn growing up and i just didn't have words until like three years ago
0: <laughs> <laughs> i started watching porn very early i was in fourth grade and it okay. was all because of a classmate oh so um i remember being in class and we had gotten we all had laptops to be able to like write our essays or whatever. And I remember like the teacher would come in with this little trolley of a bunch of laptops and whatnot. And we found out that if you went through a website that was like a sort of like a Google, I can't even remember what it was called. But someone had searched Disney and porn. And we found a website that was literally DisneyPorn.com. <laughs> okay, like, right. Like I seriously I'm <gasps> like, I can't make this shit up. Um
1: and oh my god
0: that was like after the whole movie that i had watched when i was like very very young yeah i hadn't really like i mean i had seen sex scenes and movies and shows whatever but you know everything's covered so you just see like movement under sheets and like that's that um but with this it was like full-on like disney characters like basically i guess it's that uh like cartoon porn i think Mm -hmm. it's called Uh, it's not anime it's um
1: four four someone told me about this. It, well no that's the eating know. thing there's a cartoon yeah. porn where they eat you i don't know
0: oh that's i've never heard of that i don't have, have to
1: re-look up the name some people <laughs> yeah. are into it
0: <laughs> i mean yeah yeah and, to each their own but um that i remember going home that day and being like when are my parents gonna go to sleep
2: because oh. school,
0: like at school we would all sit in like the corner with the laptops facing the wall and like, yeah we would have like the command uh Uh, Control like, uh, control whatever to switch from like window to window. (laughs) Future came by, but like at school we would all watch it to be like badasses, you know, be cool. It wasn't for sexual purposes, Mm. but mine were. I remember getting so horny in class, being like, "What?" But at the time, I didn't know it was feeling horny. Of course, at the time, it was just my genitals being like tingly and like.
1: And you feel excited just, and you're like
0: right. I remember like, that. almost like an adrenaline rush. Yep. Yep. Like, because
1: nobody talks to kids about sex in no that way. One. Because no, it's no creepy one. too. And I've started getting messages from teenagers like in high school and I'm like
0: I don't, legally I can't talk Legally, to I don't know I how to, to I don't know
1: how to handle this. Like I'm not right. an advice
0: giver. It's it's not even like that. like because I've had, like I said uh, to you earlier, I went to high schools to talk to kids about mm-hmm. like Mm-hmm. sexuality and like being trans and like the awareness of being trans and then i've had kids like message me like well as a teenager like what should i do about sex like i'm trans and yeah. like, i want to talk and legal i can't talk to them and it's not like i want to talk to them because it excites me or no it's no. just like i remember being young and being trans and not knowing how to tell my sex partners i don't want to do that because that makes me uncomfortable yeah because it made me uncomfortable to know that that would make them uncomfortable. And mm. then I would possibly not have that experience of sex because I made them feel uncomfortable. Right. And it wasn't until I was much older that I realized, like, hey, no, it's my body. Yeah. I, if I tell people I don't want to do this, then we're not doing that. Yes. Yeah. But.
1: Your comfort is as important. It's the most important and thing. it's the most important thing for yourself. You're in charge Literally. of it. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And um, so i i just remember like feeling this like weird feeling but i liked it a lot and so i remember home that going home that day and like literally waiting 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 for my parents to go to sleep i didn't do homework that night i didn't do anything (laughs) that night because i was just like going the fuck to sleep (laughs) and so i remember like going online and search and i was like up basically i didn't sleep that night oh my gosh i just and the thing is at home when i searched disney porn I found that, but then I also saw the other links. Right. And then I bumped into actual porn. And everything was fine and dandy for a good two weeks of me just watching porn nonstop until I gave my computer, like, an STD (laughs) and it had a virus. (laughs) And my dad opened up the computer and it was like, porn everywhere.
1: Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Oh my God, what happened?
0: Well, my mom thought that it was him who was watching this and you know what the whole religion I mean, that was like? Oh that, that my god! That caused a whole other thing. So I was like fuck what do i do oh so my, my god very good with computers like you know <laughs> like computers were still in the making. Like, yeah 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 so oh, i went god. up to them and i was like oh mom remember how we went onto that website to buy something the other day i think it gave us a virus like i was hearing at school that that's what happens like you get viruses yeah. sometimes from visiting like random websites
1: okay that's very sweet of you just i just want to say that that's like oh, I so just, sweet. I, so yeah. Bad. Yeah. I was
0: like oh my god because she was like yelling at him and my dad like didn't even know what the fuck to do because he was like like what like i don't get it yeah um and i should have mentioned earlier my parents have a giant age gap okay so they're like 20 years apart okay my mom was 19 when they got married and my dad was like 12, uh, 42 or 43 okay so my dad really, like, being as old as he was like, oh, with computers, like- he was like, I, I don't even know how to use this shit. Like, what do you mean? Like, oh. And so I was just like, fuck. So I went, And, like, I remember going to Geek Squad. And yeah. they explained to my mom, oh, yeah, like, any website can give you a, a virus. Thank God so for Geek to- Squad. No, seriously, like, <laughs> bless them. Because I was like, okay. Oof. But then they installed this, like virus protector thing, yeah, and then yeah. like my mom found out that she could control what websites we could or couldn't see okay so then that was it for porn for me for like a good like three years until i got my own laptop and i was like oh don't worry about the virus thing mom that's too expensive like yeah. i know how to take care of this stuff and yeah. so she was like okay as long as you promise you're not gonna have to rush it to the like squad to like get it fixed because it was expensive <laughs> yeah um, and I was like, yeah, no, 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 you don't got to worry about it. And I had just downloaded one of those free softwares, you know, and then, like, mm-hmm. I still watched my porn. But that's how I learned, like, what websites I should and shouldn't go to for yeah. porn. Like, yeah. oh, and this is actually really interesting. This porn is the first time I was introduced to girls squirting. Oh. I was, this was right before my keen Day, so I was, like, 14.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And... At this point, I had already had sex with girls plenty of times, like, at Bible camp. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, out of all places, that's the first time I had had sex. Like, oh, at Bible really? camp. Like, one of my best friends there, yeah. Like, we had all, like, so we used to have, like, s'more nights or whatever, and, like, we would all go. S'more? And, like, which was great. But then we realized, oh, everyone is, like, out for a good two, three hours Yeah, doing this.
1: More nights lead to more.
0: Her and I realized that nobody would notice if we had just snuck away into our cabin. Mm-hmm. So we did. And, like, her and I had, like, held hands and, like, kissed here and there before. And, like, I genuinely had, like, real feelings for her. It yeah. wasn't just, like, a sexual thing. No, yeah. I, like, was, like, in love with this girl. Yeah. And I didn't know if she felt the same about me and like i've been too scared to be heartbroken about the possibility of her not feeling that way so i'd never asked her Mm -hmm. all i knew is that she liked me but i don't know if she ever like loved me
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but i remember she was much older than me though because this was the first time i had sex was when i was like yeah i was 14 and she was 17 okay and so and she had already had sex with like other people so she sort of led everything for me and she ate me out that was the first Mm -hmm. time i had oral sex which was great because When I've noticed when it's female to female, sex is a little more fun in my experience because it's like (laughs) it's home turf, we know what to do. Well, at the time, um, I say we because I identified with the whole genitalia thing, sure, but um, it was, I mean, my first time having sex was awesome. Mm. I don't think I orgasm because I didn't learn to orgasm till maybe like two years ago
1: oh really oh this is yeah. okay yeah. wait so i do want to circle back to masturbation then as well yes, so can yes. you okay and that's
0: how i'll, I'll okay go great back great great oh, you're so good so, at storytelling <laughs> so i would always like thought i orgasm because i would feel like a lot of buildup, and then i would make people stop at that build-up because it was too much
1: i have been there
0: i didn't realize that all it took was less pressure or go big or go home and like put a lot more pressure yes. and get over that little hump yeah like that's too much yeah to really reach the like big oh yeah um and i didn't realize that until like my current like my fiance because i've been with her for almost eight years now okay so hmm. even with her for the longest time like i thought i came but i don't like i had never really came until one day we used two toys and it was just like what the fuck <laughs> is this <laughs> it was the most like like i couldn't move afterwards like my legs were shaking but i literally couldn't move
1: yeah wow i was
0: like wait is that an orgasm oh my god like that's what an orgasm. that's why it's such a big deal oh my god (laughs) because i was like i mean sex is awesome but like yeah yeah i got more off of and to this day i get off of pleasing people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there are many times with my current like partner where We have sex, a.k.a. I go down on her, I do things with her, and, like, nothing is done to me, and I'm perfectly fine with it. Mm -hmm.
2: Because
0: I get enough, like, I get off enough from pleasing her. Mm. So, for the longest time, I was okay with that, up until the toy, and so, but yeah, so the first time, the first, first time I had sex... It was great. It was amazing. Everything felt great. And, like, then we cuddled for, like, the longest time after. And then we realized, shit, people are going to start getting back. So we, like, got dressed and we, like, oh, both went separate ways. Yeah, yeah. To, like, not be associated. Because we yeah. were terrified of being caught. Because if we got caught, I'm pretty sure we were going to, like, go missing and our parents went, oh, were never going to hurt. Yeah. Because, like, mm-hmm. the people there were so strict about everything. And, like, oh gosh, I, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know what would have happened. Whoa. But, um, as, like, uh, with oh with the whole masturbation thing so with porn I would get like horny and then I bumped into a lot of porn that was like girls rubbing themselves like solo porn Yeah. and I was like oh what so I started trying it and then as I was sexting I was tr- uh, like I would touch myself and whatnot, and I would always get to that like this feels like too much and stop because I was like that was great like that felt nice and like that was that um and so once I started hormones though I didn't know what to do with myself cuz yeah. my sex drive was already so high because for uh, in my case we found out and I think one of the reasons why my parents are so okay with me being trans is I forget the order but I think it's I'm XXY like chromosomes or whatever mm-hmm. I have an, I have that extra one
2: mm-hmm.
0: so I have Pcos or I was diagnosed with it really what is PCOS? Pcos uh, the picos the I forget how to pronounce it but basically my body has a lot more testosterone okay. for a female- bodied person than it should have to begin with um and so uh, a lot of women or female people in my family have that and so they're unable to have kids oh. and um and oh gosh I feel like my life is so all over the place because that that's a whole nother reason why my mom had named me genesis like Mm. first book of the bible because she had about seven miscarriages and lost babies before me
2: whoa
0: she had tried for a very long time to have a kid so like i was the only girl that was actually like that survived and whatnot so like coming out to my mom was very very hard because i was like i'm gonna take away her only daughter wow uh, so, but with all that, like, with the whole testosterone thing in my body, having a lot of it, it, it was just like I was already horny all the damn time. When I started testosterone, it was like I had to masturbate at least four or five times a day. Whoa! I couldn't do anything otherwise, mm-hmm. I literally could not function without doing it.
2: Yeah,
0: I would get home from school and like masturbate. I like, go two, three times, then go do whatever I was gonna do, and then every day before bed, I would masturbate. Like I would come. Yeah. Like four times before one bit, because otherwise I couldn't.
1: Wow,
0: um, wow. And like I went through, it was like a good like two years of that where it was just like I and I had talked to my doctor about it because I was like I don't think this is normal.
2: Yeah,
0: like what can I and I had I had been put on a medication that sort of um like and they also like my dose of testosterone went down and uh They tried to fix that, but. When I wasn't having enough testosterone, it was also causing like medical issues and whatnot. Holy shit. So, that is so much to put I, up with just to like be in your body. And, and it, it, like, I was just happy that like I was starting to like grow facial hair. My voice was deepening, mm-hmm. like, fat distribution changed, mm-hmm. like that bone structure changed. Like, later oh. on, I can show you some pictures of like the before hormones and all that. Mm-hmm. It literally completely different person. Wow. Um, but. Um, it just, it was really for a while, like at this point I was still kind of not religious, but like in the back of my head, like had so much drilled onto me, the whole like porn being like a disease and like, you shouldn't get into it. That I was like, what if I broke myself because I introduced sex into my life so young, maybe that's why like, and I was like, and I started seeing a therapist about it. And like, thankfully my therapist was very sex positive. Oh, thank God. Very, very like just. And that's what like honestly like made sex healthy for me realizing that no it's just like some people are just very very horny individuals yeah, yeah. and testosterone only like puts that on steroids and <laughs> yeah. i just after like two or three years of being on testosterone everything sort of leveled out okay. and um i'm still very horny all the time but wow. i can actually function without having to masturbate every day
1: may i ask if the physical feeling in your genitalia changed as you transitioned
0: 100 percent. so um at first it was like the first two or three months that i had started testosterone my clit was so sensitive so sensitive that like i had to start wearing like a male cup, you know the protection oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. So that my boxers wouldn't rub up on it because Whoa. that would like trigger me to like I had to go to the bathroom and like spread yeah. my legs and just let everything chill for a little. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. And it was because of the growth.
2: Wow. So
0: like I said, all changes are a little bit different for mm-hmm. everyone, mm-hmm. but for me I started experiencing the growth like from the get-go. It was like within a month of being on testosterone that I felt tingly down there but it wasn't like a horny tingly it was like almost itchy like i don't know if you've ever if you have any tattoos i do not well anyone um, for any of the listeners who have gotten tattoos there's the healing stage um that you get when it starts to scab up where mm-hmm. it becomes extremely itchy but you mm-hmm. can't itch it because then it messes up the tattoo or whatever but it's that itchy like tingly feeling that i would mm. get down there and um i had talked to my doctor about it because i was like is this normal is it gonna fall off like what's going on and she told me it's the tissue that's growing that causes that itchiness or that like it's not really itchy it's more like almost like a stinging but it's not pain it's just it 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 hurts though
2: yeah
0: um so when i orgasm i get extremely wet Mm. like and it's super easy for me to squirt. Mm-hmm. Like I can control it, which is awesome. <gasps> First, I what? It.
1: What do you mean? How do you control oh, it? Yeah.
0: You just gotta practice. You gotta do it a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> Um So this sort of like circles all the way back to porn again. I bumped into squirting during like one of my like marathons of porn mm-hmm. and I was like, What is that? Because <laughs> yeah. I had always seen guys come and like it shoots out, yeah. you know, like yeah. great, awesome. But I was like, what, that sucks that women don't have anything like similar. But then squirting became a thing. Some in the of world. them do. Yeah. And I can actually challenge that and say that all women can actually and have the ability to squirt. It just takes the right stimulation.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I will say, uh, Dr. Zhana, Z-H-A-N-A, is doing research on squirting. So I encourage you to go Google her and all of you fill out her survey.
0: I (laughs) definitely will because to this day, I have not been with any female-bodied person Mm -hmm. that hasn't squirted with me. Mm, What do you do? So biggest thing, Biggest, biggest thing in it is being comfortable Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and what's up here. Yeah. If mentally you think it's weird or you're uncomfortable with wetting the bed or wherever you're at, Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen. If -hmm. you're not totally comfortable in your body and with the concept of squirting, you're not going to squirt.
1: I also want to say for listeners, they make blankets that are like waterproof that are specifically for people who want to do squirt stuff and don't want to fuck up their mattresses i just use them i just like swap out mattress pads <laughs> so
0: i have a mattress protector that's yeah, like water yeah that's what i'm trying to say mattress protector. and yeah and we also use like the there's like actual blankets that are mm-hmm. also like for that and we actually we bought one i think from adam and Eve, great Like online mm-hmm. yeah that's specifically for people who squirt yeah or like the water sports or yeah, yeah yeah um but so that's number one. Two, I don't know if I should give my secrets away, but I guess I guess I will. Um <laughs> okay. the girl has to be extremely like hydrated. Because mm-hmm. if she's not hydrated, it's also not gonna happen. And like by hydration, not soda, juice, I any mean, of that. Like I always have the girls that I'm with like throughout the day just drink a ton of water. Yeah. Ton a ton of water. Yeah. That's one. And then I always start off with a massaging of the entire body.
2: Mm.
0: with um any kind of like i usually use grapeseed oil mm. because it's really good for the skin mm-hmm. it's safe to use as lube yeah. and like it like for whatever reason like that always it kind of warms up like when you like when you're the friction so i always do a full full body massage like i'm talking about from head down amazing to toes, that
1: sounds fucking fantastic
0: and then i spend the good like half hour like just going down on a girl like just doing anything and everything that i can down there i really take my time with them i do a lot of the like building up with the teasing and whatnot and then penetration happens but i don't let girls come through penetration after the whole penetration i usually do fingers and that's when you gotta find the Mm -hmm. g-spot g-spot i've noticed with different women like it can be a lot further in it could be right at the entrance right above um, and you know you'll find the g spot because of the texture in there yeah. it's like kind of it's like ridgy and so if you rub that and depending if the girl likes clitoral stimulation or not you either lick clit or lick around the rest of the vagina mm-hmm. the more you do that and you build it up you literally feel the g spot like start to swell wow and with that the more stimulation you do and like the more i like work on it work on it work on it squirt always happens i just i made
1: I- lovers we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice so i'm very excited and i'm going to do my best did you know the flora app is a safe place to open up embrace your desires and find like-minded people This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Fleur. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences, so they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages, until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download floor now, express your desires freely and find like-minded people today. This is amazing, and I just hope anyone who wants to have sex with women like really just replays this section because I have so rarely received that level of attention from my partners. I have received them from female bodied partners and also from my ex-master, and that's about
0: it. yeah, and you know, I've never understood. Like, guys always show off, like, I eat pussy, I eat pussy, but it's like, they don't spend their time down there. Mm
1: -hmm. It does not count if you give me three licks and a little kiss. I mean, it counts, but, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, he's so good at going down on me. (laughs) Like,
0: Like, I'm going to be like, well, he checked the box. Right, literally, (laughs) like, okay, well, check off, like, move on. Like, no, that's not, I, I've noticed that when I go down on a girl, and I've dated many women who are like, oh, no, I'm not into, like, oral. Yeah. I don't like it, and it's just like. Because their previous partners didn't make them feel comfortable yeah. with
1: it. And I've, I've had I, a lot of people, like, hurt my clitoris and then not take the feedback right. and not, you know,
0: yeah. And that's a whole other thing. A lot of guys watch porn and see that oral yes. is all just, like, licking and abusing <laughs> the <la-la>. clit. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. It's like, that's not, no. <sighs> so my current partner, you can't touch her clit at all unless she's horny. I, I'm it very similar. It hurts her. Yeah. Like, I, like, no. But I've had, like, for myself, I like pain on my clitoris like mm. to, like, come. I like for, like, I squeeze it as hard as I can or have my partner, like, almost, like, bite down on it, or, like, with teeth and everything. It does not hurt. The more, like, stimulation I have being done to it, the more, like, the stronger my orgasm will be. Holy cow. And so it was, and it's always been like that. I've always really, like, a lot of stimulation done to my clitoris mm-hmm. and
1: can you handle it right away or do you have to work up to oh it? yeah
0: okay no okay. i can handle it like you can go like as long as long as i have lube because if i'm not yeah. wet at first oh yeah yeah um it'll hurt but even then like i can get over it yeah. like it honestly doesn't i, I it, it's never and i like i also pump uh my clitoris for sexual like pleasure can you and tell us so, about that so for people pumping, who don't know about it, pumps yeah so it's it's just like a penis pump would Mm be a male penis pump but it's there are some that are specifically made for trans guys Mm -hmm. and then there's uh some trans guys that use like the nipple Mm uh suction suction things Things. Mm -hmm. the little cup things yeah um so i bought one specifically for trans guys nice excuse me and um it i noticed that like the more i tug on it the better it feels so i was like let me try out a pump so i bought one and i really really liked it and if i know i'm gonna be masturbating like my partner won't be part of it because she's either not home or whatever the case may be my orgasms are a thousand times better if i pump beforehand so sometimes i'll pump and like uh, detach the little pump hose thingy yeah and just leave it down there for like a good two three hours and then i take it off when i'm done doing my chores and go for it and it's like uh, amazing. Like That's amazing, amazing. Awesome. Yeah. So um, but it I think a lot of the porn watching that I did is what taught me a lot of what I know about like sex.
1: I was gonna ask you about that. You watched a lot of porn, but you seem to have a very expansive, sensitive view of sex or experiences.
0: Well, I think it's because as soon as my parents found out that i was trans and like queer and they were like you know what like there's nothing we can do about him like we'll just let him be who he is um i was like bet like awesome like i can bring people back to have sex with them here comfortably. Whoa. we're doing it yeah oh my no, gosh like, wow um and it was because also I was, like, renting out the basement mm-hmm. at my mom's house. So, like, she literally had no say. Yeah. I paid rent. Like, that's my place. You can't tell me what I can not That's can't great.
1: Do. But even so, I still um, find that kind of commendable. Like, I think that's right, a very sweet, right. supportive thing.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like, when I, when I came out as trans to my dad, he literally looked at me and he was like, okay, so what name should I use now? Oh. And he, him? yeah and i was like yeah and i literally like was just like bawling my eyes I, out, yeah. I was so <laughs> scared and he was like i don't understand why you're always so scared to tell us things like you could come to me and tell me you're a purple zebra and i'd be like well i have a purple zebra as a kid <laughs> and, oh, i like, love him it just he, no my dad's like the most amazing person wow. he's so understanding of like everything he's he was never nearly as religious as my mom was yeah. so like and like growing up he got made fun of he got called gay all the time so like he knows what it's like Mm -hmm. to be traumatized by bullies like by bullies through because of that the the whole gay thing he's not gay he's as straight as straight can be but like he goes to drag shows with me all the damn time that's amazing when they come up to us like he's awesome like oh my god 70s he sounds
1: fucking rad
0: yeah and so i'm so glad that i've had him in my life because he's also he's always leveled out my mom's like Fury mm-hmm. when she gets mad at me because mm-hmm. of xyz but mm-hmm. um when i started having a lot of sex like really often with a lot of different people mainly women because when i started my transition i almost felt like i wasn't trans enough for wanting to have sex with men so i played off the whole oh no i only dated guys to pass off as a girl mm-hmm. And I, like, hid away my interest for guys for mm-hmm. years. For years, I was like, no, I'm not into guys. Like, what? That's gay.
2: Um, oh, you know,
0: like, was like, yeah. no, that's no, not, no. Um. So when I started having a lot of sex with women, I realized that when I did things to them that I saw in porn, it was, like, a complete different reaction than I was looking for. And then I realized, oh, let me just ask them what they like yeah (laughs) right and that was me at like 19 you know that's amazing and then i did bump into a lot of girls who would sort of almost freeze when i asked them like what do you like because they had never even thought about what they like
1: yes and probably had not been asked
0: right i had my
1: first experience with a man just this week like a dude that i'm texting with and he was like how much because i was like trying to get him to share fantasies and he's like can I ask how explicit I'm allowed to be? I don't want to offend you. And that blew my mind because I was like, that is
0: so lovely to hear. Yeah, and it, it, it is because also, so like the whole like Tinder world and like the social media dating um, really helped me with the whole like asking. It's easier to ask through a screen mm-hmm. about sex than it is in person. Mm-hmm. So I would always ask like, so what are you into? Mm hmm if you begin with what are you into depending on how people reply you can tell if they've had experience with yes. like the talking about sex or not and I've always sort of like guiding people to no like you can be explicit you can tell mm-hmm. me what you like. Mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna judge you I'm not yeah. gonna judge you if you're into xyz like you'd be surprised at what I'm into mm-hmm. and when I say that you'd be surprised as into well, like what I'm into that's when people are like oh well what are you into?" Yeah. and like that's when I ask them like are you okay with me telling you like explicit explicit things and when people say yeah then i go all out and i tell them you know like yes. as far as like knife play and i like the, the like anything and everything that i'm into like i just open out and like people sometimes are overwhelmed by it yeah but then sometimes people are like oh my god i've never tried this like i've never had this done to me dah, dah, dah. and like that develops into a conversation that's really in depth of what they'd want to try or what what, what they are into and they never realize that that is something that you can continuously yes. do like, and you can do over and over and over. So like, I love that conversation.
1: Can like, you tell us
0: some of the other things that you're into? Yeah, totally. So I'm really into bondage, but I don't have a lot of experience with it because I haven't met many people that have experience with it. Mm-hmm. So very amateurly, like I've tried it out with my fiance and like Tyne especially, I love teasing her because mm-hmm. it's almost like punishing her. Yes. She hates when I get her to the point where she's about to come and then I stop. And you can't, yes. It, it, That's it my favorite punishment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's like, it's, and to me, it's that control that I mm-hmm. have of like mm-hmm. when um, I get you to come or not. Cause you have to really get to know your partner mm-hmm. to know when they're about to come. Yes. Cause it, it, it is very like a lot of guys don't know yes. when girls come. Yes, Because and I've heard and like, In, like, the locker talk with guys, I've asked a lot of male cisgender males, like, do you know when a girl comes? Like, do you know how to tell when a girl comes? And they're like, well, yeah, it's, like, when they tell you. It's like, yeah, many women have probably to too, buddy. Like, Yeah. Yeah. And all women, the way the orgasm is different. Yeah. But, like, once you get to know your partner or if you talk to your partner about Mm -hmm. it and they're open— you get to know what it is that triggers it, what, what they start to do right before they come. Like with my current partner, I know she's about to orgasm hard when the inner parts of her thighs start to like literally shake.
2: Mm.
0: When she starts to shake and she goes quiet because she's very vocal throughout yep. all, but when she starts to get quiet, that's how I know that she's using every ounce of energy in her body into the orgasm. Yeah. Like nothing else works. It's just the orgasm. Being. Yeah, And so I know when she gets to that, I have to stop doing what I'm doing. And literally, I like stop everything, and like she wants to cry, and like, that's usually when she wants to use her hands to finish herself off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if tie her up; she can't do it.
1: That's so hot. Uh, so, <laughs> also, I've just missed my master. I mean, I don't miss him, but I just miss having a dog so to, bad. Right. I just miss it so bad right now. <laughs> and,
0: yeah, I so I'm when it comes to like sex, I'm into bondage. I'm into tying things up. I haven't really experienced, like, tying up the body in, like, certain oh, yeah. ways. Like the shabari rope.
1: To, yeah, I don't know right. either.
0: And I I would love to learn. Mm-hmm. It's just...
1: I mean, you have to, like, go to a class. And right. <laughs> like, it's a and lot.
0: <laughs> I'm very antisocial because of the area that I live in. Mm. Everybody's so uppity and like, D.C. And, like, it's just... I don't like the people here. But because of my fiancé's job, I, we can't move. Mm-hmm. So I haven't, like... I'm thinking of maybe taking an online class on that but what I'm afraid of is maybe possibly doing it wrong and then killing my (laughs) fiancee. I just I have that fear of like going too far and not doing it correctly. Well
1: I think if you start
0: with wrists you're okay (laughs) you know. I'm still so paranoid. Yeah I get that. That's another thing I've noticed when I use when I'm a dom you have to do like care afterwards yes so like cuddling and the yes like loving and like because if you don't do it it's just like i don't know you're not no, taking
1: care of your sub you right. leave them in sub drop it's emotionally unsafe which can lead to physical yes. lack of safety and
0: and mental health as well yes yes and,
1: it's a huge and, responsibility to be a dom and i cannot stress this enough because as i'm talking to new people and i'm looking for a dom there are many mostly men men only it's only men who have encountered who have been like i'm a dom i'm dominant and they have no idea what they're doing at a level that's unsafe
0: right they don't realize that being a dom is entirely different than being dominant yes
1: and we're you air quoting do being dominant yes
0: yeah yeah um mm-hmm. it, it's it's not the same nope when you're a dom you know how to take care of your sub you yes. know you've talked to yourself and there's a lot of communication between yes. us or there should be a lot of communication between a dom and a son yep but i've noticed that there's not um all
1: too often yes
0: very often there's not and um for the longest time my my fiance before like we dated she didn't even know she was a son Mm
2: -hmm.
0: she just knew that she was a pillow queen almost like she Mm -hmm. prefers (laughs) things being done to her than her Mm -hmm. doing things (laughs) but she really likes it when i tell her what to do yes that's you know that makes it gives me a
1: boost a boost of energy
0: when she's doing things because she's being told to do them is what really gets her going she really enjoys doing the things otherwise she likes to lay back and have the and like i love that like i'm all about pleasing so it works out for me but i I've, i've had many sexual encounters where the sub was like oh yeah i'm a sub but like they had no idea what being a sub was yep and then when I introduced them into this whole other world, like it, it was almost like eye-opening to them. And they're yes. like, wow, well, now I know what to look for. Yes, And I don't know if it was specifically just a lot of the sex watching or the porn watching that I did when I was younger or like what it was, but like I've always had that mentality of like, yeah. just talk to the people you're having sex with about what they like, what they don't like. Talk to them afterwards to see if what you did was like, what you thought it was it was good if you thought it was good then like it should have been good but if it wasn't then now you know the next time with this person you shouldn't do that yeah and that you shouldn't take all that into account with the next person because the next person is going to be completely different.
1: they're a new person yeah
0: a a completely new person so and i think a lot of people guys i should say a lot of guys try something with a girl it really worked with them and then they'll think that okay that's what i'm going to do from now on that's my main move from now on Not realizing that some women are really into the getting fucked really, really hard. And some women really aren't into that. Yep. And, like, I mean, from my personal experience, when it comes to penetration, I love it rough. And that's the only way I can orgasm. Yep. But for my fiancé, when it comes to penetration, she will not come from really rough fucking. Mm -hmm. She needs a nice, slow, rhythmic, and... It's like that uh, there's just two examples yeah. of how different people can be. Yeah. And I mean, it, it all goes back to like what this podcast is about is being comfortable with talking yeah. to your sex partners. And like, I hope that if anyone gets anything out of this episode is don't be afraid to talk to your sexual partners no, about it's what it's such a they turn want. on.
1: It's amazing.
0: It is. It is. And like, especially if you're not doing it in person, if you're yes. doing it like through text or whatever, it builds this like, it just builds so much more emotion. It's like yes. a little box that starts to get overfilled with emotions of like, okay, this is going to be good. This is going to be great because you've talked about it. You know what you're comfortable with. You know what they're not comfortable yes. with. Like you're not going into it. Blindfolded, not knowing exactly,
1: and just like fumbling around and hoping for the best and hoping that your desires match up because it's like if I and my my sex life changes day to day, like some days I to come, I need to be fucked so hard, some days I cannot, some days I love anal sex, some days you can't touch my butthole. Although recently it's been a pretty good butthole, but (laughs) (laughs) but it's like that stuff is always changing. And what I love, um, I am sexting a new dom, we'll see, we'll see where things go, but we've had such delicious explicit communication and we both acknowledge that we like this like underlying layer of turn on in our lives that's fueled by a few messages throughout the day not constant because we're both very busy but it's like and we live about an hour apart so it's like if we can only see each other a couple times a month but we're both super busy but we can like stay turned on by talking about what we want to do then by the time we get there if we have dinner first we're like ready to rip our clothes off you know
0: right right. No, that's totally. hot it's awesome and i think when it comes to like the communication part of relationships like committed relationships mm-hmm. after being together for a while the reason relationships start to suck when it comes to the sex part of it is because people stop doing that yeah they stop the like little like turn on like little messages because every now and then my fiance and i will text each other like yeah. thinking of you can't wait to like yeah. talk later or like you know like thought of the about the one time we did this like and so her and is like sex life has kind of gone downhill ever since we've gotten both really busy with work yeah but because we know each other and because there was that communication of what we like and we know each other so well now when we do have sex it's like fucking amazing yeah. and um I, I highly, highly, highly recommend for people to talk to their sexual partners about what they're yes. going to do. Because like you said, if you're going to do it only a couple of times every now and then, Why not make it the best? Totally. Like, because you guys are talking beforehand anyway, so why not make one of those conversations about sex? And at the same time, maybe possibly get horny and turned on and, like, have a great solo session. Exactly.
1: And then tell each other about it.
0: Right. And then tell each other about it. Right. Or do it at the same time over the phone. It just, yeah, I think there's not enough of that, like, yeah. Just that, the communication about sex. I don't think people are, people are too uncomfortable or awkward to do it. And like, it's a shame because yep. once you do it and once you open your world to it and you do it often, sex becomes so much better. Totally. Than before all of that. yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. I feel like I could talk to you for several hours, but <laughs> I want to, can I just rapid fire you from my list of questions and then Most we'll... definitely. Okay, great. So... Oh, we've covered a lot do you want to talk about blowjobs
0: sure yeah i love any kind of oral sex like giving any kind of oral sex so because my clit grew yeah it looks very much like a tiny penis like it looks like a micro dick and when erect i can actually penetrate my that's so cool i think that's cool (laughs) no i like i love it that's awesome it's really helped with the dysphoria down there but I realized whenever I would have anyone go down on me, different things done to the head made a giant difference. Mm. So then, you know, like, when you look at the body in general, as a fetus, it either develops into a clit or a dick. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. Mm -hmm. So they're the same thing, essentially. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, so when I give a blowjob, let me start to try different things out with guys. And then I realized that I'm just really good with oral in general, with women and men, because just like women, men's dicks are, yeah, they're different. Everyone likes something like different. Some guys really like the head stimulation. Some guys, that does nothing to them. Um, I've noticed that the spot on the dick, the, I forgot what it's called, but it's like the underneath part of it. The frenulum? Right, yes! That, for some guys, is like key yeah. to being able to come. Yeah. Whether it's a hand job or a blowjob. But um although I love giving it, I'm very picky and I haven't in years now, because I haven't ever since I started uh, dating my fiance, I haven't really yeah, no, we've had a threesome and mm-hmm. that was the last time I had any kind of sexual interaction with a male, a cisgendered male. Mm-hmm. But before I was picky, all well, the only thing I was picky on was hygiene. Yeah. Because there are some yeah. guys who, like, if I was, like, on a date with a guy and we had gone to do something where we were, like, really physical and I knew that a lot of sweat had happened, there was no way I was going to go down on him.
1: Yeah. That, those it are the just, moments I'm like, do you want to shower? Except actually right. I'm a liar. I did recently, because I, I am hanging out with a daddy and he, I, like, licked his sweaty balls and it was fine. <laughs>
0: you know, I'm not that picky. It, right? <laughs> yeah. Some people are okay with it like or, like you said, not picky about it. Yeah. Hygiene for me is huge. Yeah. If there's a hint of sweat smell, I won't be able to come that night Mm because I'm too like hyper focused on like Mm -hmm. oh they're sweaty they're gross I don't want to (laughs) do yeah like I really don't want to do this and like there has been many times when I went through the phase where I where I almost thought I was gay like Mm. where I was only into men because Mm. I was really heartbroken by a girl that I was like fuck women I never want to be with women again like I'm sticking to men um I like I don't know I just I was so picky because of the whole sweat thing. And a lot of guys, like, because they just stick their dick in somewhere and they're, like, they don't spend a lot of time with, like, the oral aspect of things or whatever. Yeah. They don't realize that, like, hygiene is important. And, like, you should stay clean. Like, I just, I can't with sex when it's, like, <laughs> if we've gotten sweaty from sex, from
1: sex. that's a different
0: completely thing completely different thing.
1: co-created sweat is different
0: yeah but like <laughs> i would bump into a lot of guys who were like let's go play a game like let's go to the gym or something and then we can fuck and like i'm over here thinking okay cool we're gonna have to go to the gym probably shower and yeah. fuck." but no guys literally they don't feel from like one to other it's like no, they don't think mm, about it no they don't like, <laughs> i don't know like and Believe it or not, I really honestly do think that testosterone has a lot to do with that. Mm. Because prior, like, now because of work sometimes, late at night, I won't shower before going to bed because I'm too fucking tired to do Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. Before testosterone, and like, it doesn't bother me. I'll shower the next day because I can't go more than a day without showering. But, prior to testosterone I would take three showers a day every day because and I would change like and my mom always hated this about me, but I would go through like three or four pairs of underwear a day because like if I felt like I was too sweaty, nope, time to yeah. shower and change. Got it. So I didn't like that. And I still like don't like that, um, the whole being sweaty, but it doesn't bother me as much.
1: That is one of the reasons that I prefer to be naked. Like I don't like feeling right stuck and, in my
0: clothes. Yeah, Right. And, you know, I, before my before my surgery my top surgery
2: mm-hmm.
0: I hated being shirtless I didn't like being shirtless mm-hmm. because obviously yeah but then after surgery and after I had enough growth down there where I was comfortable with what down there looked like mm-hmm. now I don't mind being naked like ever awesome. the only reason I'm not naked is because we live in an apartment it's ground level So oh, yeah windows and shit but um, <laughs> yeah. Like I can't <laughs> be getting arrested for being naked. No, and, like, no, exposing no. myself to kids because no. there's so many kids in this. Oh my god! So yeah, no. So we walk <laughs> not naked. But in the previous home we lived in, we had like no close neighbors. So like my fiance and I were constantly naked. The That's only time awesome. we weren't naked was when we had people over.
2: Yeah.
0: And um, it's <laughs> yeah, it's funny because my fiance was never comfortable being naked around people until mm-hmm. her and I started dating mm. because again
1: communication
0: like, yeah communication is such a key thing it's to like so everything. huge
1: it is it is mm-hmm.
0: oh.
1: what about knife play can you just talk a little bit about oh, that oh
0: yeah so i actually got into knife play probably not the way you should have like anyone should
1: because
0: <laughs> i was dating this um non-binary person who is really into kink everything um as far as like the the dressing up as animals i forgot what that oh like furries yeah 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 like furries like she like because
1: there's the full-on furry and then there's like pet play where it's like butt plugs and little costumes Uh, so
0: she does or sorry they do um both the pet play and like full-on like costume like they have a character. And sorry, I keep messing up pronouns. They We're, all by that. We're all practicing. We're
1: all practicing. And
0: that's another thing. Like, it's completely normal to mess up. Just please correct yourself. Yeah. If, yeah. you know, like, you do that with a trans person or with a non-binary person. But, um, yeah, they recently got into the whole for like, full-on mm-hmm. costume. Not for me. I don't get anything out of it. But to each their own.
1: Do they but, have sex in the costumes? Are there holes? Yes.
0: Or is it? Okay, they do. Okay. So, they they go to parties, like sex parties. Where that's like your worst nightmare because like you'd thing. get so sweaty. Right. That's <laughs> why, like, I don't even want to think that's about what, I, what that would be. That's like.
1: all I can think about. Okay.
0: Right. And I, Interesting. Uh, I don't know. The whole yeah. sweat thing just really freaks me out. <laughs> but, um, so they and I were kind of exclusive for like a good like two three months. Okay. Where we realized the only reason we were together is because of the sex. Because like we love having it. it all the damn time. Yeah. And. one day I remember we had uh, gone out drinking and came back to their place and so we were both a little tipsy but we both knew we were gonna fuck like that was (laughs) that was the point so we went home we showered got together in bed. we were going at it and then they just pulled out like a it's a it's a specific knife that you can buy through a lot of sex shops and whatnot where it's not sharp
1: okay at all okay
0: like it doesn't have a blade okay but it looks like A like like a steak knife. Okay, um, they just pulled it out, and I didn't know that that's what they had pulled out because I was on my stomach, and they were like working on my back, and so I just started getting this like pointy thing, like just like she just they were running it down my back, like over and over and over, and I realized that that metal tiny tiny little point, like being rubbed on my back, literally gave me chills. (gasps) Yes, then. They're the ones that made me realize that one of like my turn on spots is like behind my neck, like right yes. behind the neck, yes. like the, where your neck connects to your back, you know, mm. right at the base of the mm-hmm. neck. Anything that slightly touches me there, whether it be like my fiance's nails or like mm. sometimes she'll run like pencils, like yeah. while she's like we're working in our office, like she'll like just run and it drives me nuts.
2: That's awesome.
0: Um, but that's how I found out that like I was really into that. And I remember when I turned around and I saw a knife on their hand, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, and they were like, well, that's what I was just using on you. And I was like, Ah! next time let's talk about this. Because that freaked me out. I didn't like, as far as because i'm also very like obsessed with true crime and like all that so, like,
1: yeah
0: i was like i met you three weeks ago and now there's a knife in bed with us no like you're literally about to kill me That's, they were, like, did they no, explain I'm that mad. there's
1: not yes. sharp okay <laughs>
0: they after <sighs> i like had a freak, I <gasps> jumped out of bed they were like no 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 oh. like, specifically for this like okay because, hey, that like these are my intentions like and i was like Alright, let's just not play with that for the rest of the day because it freaked me out. And yeah. it actually ended up ruining because it took me completely out of the yeah. instead of like fucking. And then we had like a really nice talk, and then they told me how they had gotten into it. And then like we experimented with a few other things for the rest of the night. We didn't fuck, but like they did like run um the little pinwheel thing with the mm-hmm. little Warbur- it's a Warburton wheel. There you go. <laughs> um I found out that I really had liked that too. And mm-hmm. so like that's how I got into it. Yeah. I really haven't had the opportunity to experiment with that again because my fiance doesn't feel comfortable with it like because we we don't have a knife that would be for that yeah now we've used for example you know the letter openers oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah those aren't sharp so like we've used that before um metal uh rulers we've used before but like the whole something looking like a knife and having a blade like really freaks her out which i mean same like Mm -hmm. i wouldn't want so um and then aside from that anyone else i've like talked to about it has been like uh no that's a little weird and so to each their own it doesn't ever offend me you gotta
1: find the people that are into the right things i mean that's what i'm just discovering more and more it's like Mm. it's fine if you're not let's just talk about it ahead of time
0: yeah (laughs) we're not pulling knives out on each other (laughs) right no see that and i i remember talking to them about that like a couple of weeks back Uh i was like have you done that to anybody else and they were like well like that's sort of the only way people are open to it and i was like no that's not no. them being open. That's you pushing it into yeah. them and then being like okay so you are into it yeah and they were like well i mean most people are, end up being really into it that's like, yeah, very go about that. sneaky
1: and not particularly consent oriented right. like you're not you're not giving them the opportunity to have agency over the choice
0: yeah and i mean i sort of understand where they're coming from because anyone i've talked to about it has been like no nah, i'm okay Got immediately, it. you know because i mean it is a scary thing to have someone have that almost power to like if they want they can just slice you and like you're dead yeah um or like you're severely hurt but like i don't know i just i haven't had any experience with anybody else right. being open to trying it if they had never tried it before so i can see how if they try but like and i've talked to them about like maybe possibly using something else other than that knife to uh, here's, to
1: them. here's what i i'm just imagine i'm just gonna imagine how i would do it if i were a knife top i would say hey i want to share something i'm into i'm going to show you how i like to use it on myself and i would take out the knife and i would explain that it's not sharp i would show them on my hand with pressure I would invite them to feel it if they want to, I would not push it upon them if they didn't. And then I would like run it up and down my thigh and do these different things and say, do you want to try this to me? And now do you want to experience like, that's how I would go
0: about it. Yeah, And I think that like, that's probably the best way to go about it. And I'd never thought about like actually presenting them with, something I mean, I myself that's never what had. I would something. do.
1: Right. Like, same. Yeah,
0: no, like that. And I think, I mean, I'll tell them to start doing that because we're still very close friends. Yeah. Um, I mean it sounds like a cool
1: sensation that i would love to experience
0: yeah yeah no and it was like it was something that i had never experienced before because until then i had never known that that was actually a thing yeah because when it came to like watching porn i had never gotten into like the kinky side of porn Mm because a lot of it to me and like now when i watch porn i can't watch the acted out stuff yeah the scenarios yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's silly a lot of it the women are just so they just scream. and it's like that's not mm, i don't like that i like when the moans are genuine and you can tell when a woman when a woman or a guy when anyone is genuinely moaning and like enjoying themselves so when i watch porn now it has to be like amateur like homemade stuff i love that really genuinely like it um but yeah so i i hope that in the future like i do bump into more people that are like into knife play that we introduce into like our relationship because my fiance and I are open for like three sums or more sums, but we just haven't found the right person. Totally. I get that.
1: (laughs) Okay. Lastly, if you could go back in time and give yourself a younger version of yourself, a piece of advice, what age or ages would you pick? And what would you say?
0: I would pick eight year old me and I'd let them know that, was gonna be fine and that i should have opened up to my parents or that i should open up to my parents much younger than i did about the whole being trans and queer um but mostly that tell them that like everything's gonna be fine because everything does end up being fine you just gotta push through the hard stuff but yeah
1: beautiful do you want to ask me a sex question
0: um yeah so what got you into the whole dom and sub thing? Like, how'd you find out you were a sub?
1: I found out because I was feeling very disconnected from myself and from sex. And I'd had some casual partners in that, like in that time period in my life. And I was feeling like, this isn't good enough. Like, this isn't what I want. I don't want this for my sex life. Like, and I went through a period, this was three, it was was the beginning of 2017. And I was sort of in this place. I'd just gotten back from spending about six months in South America. Bolivia was kind of the reason I went to South America. I'm like, no way. So I was in this time period in my life where I was feeling disconnected from sex. I was like, I don't want this to be my sex life. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do better. I don't know where to go from here. And I had spent a night with this couple who I was sleeping with off and on and I had the thought of like, well, what if I got tied up? And so she tied my wrists above my head and just like with a tie. And then we all took turns like being tied up to see what it was like. And after that, I was like, okay, that was interesting. But I think I want to try this with someone who like knows what they're doing. Um, And so I went on the internet and like made a FetLife profile. And that is how I met my master. He was the first person to message me that wasn't like creepy or making me feel uncomfortable with the initial messages. And so we met for person in coffee and he told me all the things he'd like to do to me. And I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to like all those things, but I want to try. And uh, lo and behold, he unlocked, I mean, not he it's a whole new world. And like, he didn't do it. But the first night that I was with him, we were talking about butt stuff. And I was like, I've tried it a couple times, but I've never liked it. And he was into anal play, like not exclusively, but like he loves butt stuff and he loves owning all of my holes. And um, and it was then that he said, Well, he was checking in with me about it, and I was like, I don't know, I'm nervous. And he was like, Well, why are you nervous? I was like, Oh, what if it gets messy? And he's like, So what if it gets messy? And I said, Well, I would be embarrassed because it's a stranger, like I didn't know him. And he was like, Well, what if you never had to be embarrassed with me? And that gave me such permission to explore with him. And he really did create a safe space. And our relationship fell apart outside of our DS dynamic. But within that dynamic, we just had the most like safe, secure, next-level, communicated experience. And that's honestly part of the reason that this podcast exists. Because I'm like, okay, just, if someone's, just because someone's not kinky doesn't mean that they can't have these communication tools. And so that kind of unlocked my entire world. And I'm, you know, there's still plenty of things I want to explore.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. And I really like what you said there with the whole, it gave you permission to not feel I like that. And I think a lot more people need to give themselves that permission to not be embarrassed.
1: Yeah. And, and, and hold their partner accountable like because i didn't understand that i had in fact in the past experienced shame from other partners i just had internalized it because i was you know blaming myself like i'm the weird one or like oh it's my fault i'm not orgasming or like i don't know how to tell them how to make me come and it's like Mm -hmm. it's a two-person thing
0: (laughs) yeah it really is it really is and i think it it goes it all circles back to that comfort level yeah of, of like if you're not comfortable sex isn't going to be good
1: amazing yep so, yeah you you seem like you have a natural ability to communicate and like a natural curiosity around sex that i i hope spreads to all the listeners in all the world
0: <laughs> oh yeah no, i really do hope so and i mean it, it it's my hope that more people become more open about sex Especially because it's so censored here in America yeah. in yep. general. Um, other parts of the world are not very censored or as censored as we are. But I really, really do hope that like at least my kids, they're going to like, grow up knowing that like sex is a completely natural thing and who you have it with is completely fine. Doesn't matter if it's a girl, a boy, man, woman, non-binary, whatever. As long as you're comfortable and as long as both of you are consenting to everything you do, things are chilling.
1: Fuck Yeah. Jay, thank you so much for being on the show.
0: Thank you for having me. It's been
2: fun.